Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. It's all breaking up to me. Is it breaking up me to you? All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for September the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. It is September the 14th, folks, and we got two hours of live, hard-hitting talk just for you. A recap of yesterday. We talked about this video where Kamala Harris and other Democrats literally highlight and talk about voter machine vulnerabilities. They know that there's election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. They have the mainstream press cover up their claims of election fraud, their admissions of voting machine problems, as they pretend it's only a Republican claim without evidence. But the truth is they're all complaining about it. We highlighted the truth we also talked with our guest on the sheriff mac show uh simulcast with liberty roundtable live our guest was jim o'connor now jim served for years on what they call bylaw committees for the arizona republican party maricopa county specifically um he was on republican committees and legislative district 23 for quite some time in scottsdale He also served as a member of the Electoral College back in 2016. ACC, or I'm sorry, it's azcc.gov or actforamerica.org is his website. Now, this guy's a great guy, and he is convinced that there's election fraud. Now, Jim has also served for 12 years on the board of Graceline Ministries, so he's a very well-known Christian. Now, he's with the AZ Corporation Commission, so he's an AZ Corporation Commissioner. Only about 13 states even have a corporate uh, corporation, whatever you want to call this (laughs) agency. It's basically a check and balance on government. It's kind of a third-party extra-government entity. It's hard for me to determine if I'm for them or against them. I guess it depends on who's in charge. But he sends a letter to all. He demands that all county supervisors, recorders, election directors, and sheriffs immediately cease the use of all electronic voting machines. Wow. Good for him. We broaden his claim and say we the people join Jim and are also calling on all U.S. counties across the several states to ban the use of all electronic voting machines, including ballot tabulators in all upcoming elections. Anyway, there you have that. Uh, That was hour one. Hour two, we had our guest on Peter Scoop Stanton, uh, talk host with Radio 75. We had on Richard Mack with us as well. And we talked about Scoop Stanton, and he reported live from Washington, D.C., or the Washington district of criminals and we talked about mayor muriel bowser declared a public emergency over busloads of illegals arriving in the nation's capital coming from 
Arizona, and Texas. Bowser said she was creating a, quote, new office of migrant services to assist with the emergency. They say there's hundreds more expected this fall, but they've got about 9,000 illegals in D.C., and they're overwhelmed and declaring a national emergency or a, 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 I guess, a D.C. emergency over this already. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Arizona Governor Doug Ducey are both sending migrants because they want people to understand this is a problem, right? We can't handle them either, so we're sending them to D.C. unless you stop letting them come into America. Well, now the Democrats are in kind of a quandary. Bowser requested the assistance of the D.C. National Guard in both July and August and was rebuffed by the Pentagon, claiming that it was unnecessary. Joe Biden's Pentagon, for the third time, has also rejected the request from Washington, D.C.'s Mayor Bowser to activate the National Guard to deal with the influx of illegals. (laughs) The Associated Press reports that the request is rejected. Democrats are suddenly realizing that open borders are a disaster, writes the New York Post. The majority of voters believe the Republican Party has not made a strong enough case saying why we should vote for them in the general elections. So there you have that. We talked about authorities um, arrest Satan's child for allegedly raping raping an 8-year-old on camera. The question is, is that person, Mr. Gonzalez, the rapist and illegal alien? No one's saying. Wow, it's crazy. Also, judge sides with government schools saying, yes, they can back a child's gender change or gender euphoria without the knowledge of the parents. Yeah, it's a new danger in the LGBT war against children seeks to turn kids against their own parents. Yeah, it's causing my massive psychological issues in children. But there you have it. Now, the judge, the guy's name is Paul Grimm. Yeah, boy, that guy is grim, isn't he? Anyway, <laughs> um, he claimed that the government schools were just looking out for the best interest of the child. Folks, this is insanity. It's got to stop. But my fellow Americans, the only way it's going to stop is if you pull your kids out of the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, that's government schools and compulsory education for all. You've got to get your kids out of there. Just being incensed, going down to your school board, trying to make a difference there, won't do any good. They'll just call you a domestic threat terrorist. Okay, the FBI, the Education Department at the federal level, all the way down to your local school board and government school um, administrators are against you. The courts are deciding against you. When will you wake up, my fellow Americans, and pull your kids out? The system would crumble if enough parents took their kids out of the system. Do it, please, and do it now. And that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast, still available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net on the audio side, and brighteon.com if you want the TV side of the simulcast of the Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, news the networks refuse to use stars today. Chris Carlson with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's stand, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. The Queen Mum. Boy, howdy, would we like to commemorate the magnificent life of the late Queen Elizabeth. What an exemplary life she led. Not. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Why do we celebrate these clowns that have fame and fortune and lord over the rest of us? Here's a few things that she could have done but did not do and a few things she ought to have done but did not. Chris? Oh, please, Sam, don't shatter my delusions of this magnificent figure. No, I remember, did you remember in 1956, of course, we weren't born then, as Nikita Khrushchev sent Russian tanks into Budapest, Hungary, to suppress the Hungarian Revolution, how she roundly condemned that naked exhibition of raw, tyrannical force. Oh, wait, she didn't do that. Oh, or when she stood with the freedom fighters in Cuba who were valiantly uh, opposing Fidel Castro and, and Jay Guevara and how she stood with all the hardworking capitalists who were deprived of their property in 1959? Uh, not so much. Oh, or when she called into question the unprovoked commitment of American troops into Vietnam in 1965 where thousands of innocent lives were sacrificed to increase the profits of America's military-industrial complex's profits? Yeah, no, she didn't do that either. But there's a lot of things that she could have done, and as you and I could go on and on. But uh, she did have a dazzling smile, and according to all the uh, people who are commemorating her, she was a warm-hearted person, Sam. But she didn't do anything about the tyranny that raged for the last well since I was born, and she's been the queen. Of course, she's deceased now, but she has been the queen since 1953. But I keep hearing these commemoration speeches, Sam, and I keep listening for some great achievement that she's accomplished. And I I know she must have been a great gal, but I don't hear anything of substance or significance that she did. Yet we continue to fall down on our knees and worship her as if she was a goddess. And I don't think that's good for society, you know, just because she won the uh, genetic lottery and she's a member of royalty. And as an American, Sam, I think we should we should be better than that. After all, what was the Revolutionary War all about? The Revolutionary War was to throw off the illegitimate authority of monarchies based only on the fact that they were born into some royal family that generations previously determined that they were better than the rest of us and had a divine right to rule over us. And I don't buy that. There's only one individual in this universe who has the divine right to rule over me, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the king uh, of of my heart, and uh, his laws are the laws that I choose to obey and to live by. And governments uh, and leaders of government are obliged to comply with those laws that are given in the Bible and through other scriptures. Uh, just because somebody was born into some so-called royal family doesn't give them legitimacy or the power or authority to rule over anybody. So I'm not a respecter of person. Uh, and, of course, if you sense some sarcasm in my voice, it's because all of this idolizing of any human being, be it a queen or a king or just your next-door neighbor, is ridiculous, man. Amen to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio. We're talking about the Queen Mum. Why is she being celebrated like a god? Not only in America, but worldwide. What a shame this is. We'll break it down more in seconds on your radio. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson. We're talking about the queen. Yeah, why is she so important? Do we worship the queen? I think not. Why are we acting like the queen's death is so important as if we worship the queen? It's a disgrace, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, if you send sarcasm in our rhetoric, it's because all this idolizing of any human being is absolutely, utterly ridiculous. It absolutely highlights how far we are from our real king, King Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. We're Christians, Chris. Yes, and as such, I believe that we should obey the first two commandments of the Christian faith, namely that we should have no gods before the true living God and that we should not bow down to idols. And in all of this, uh, this gushing and expressing gratitude and homage and love and, and devotion to this, this woman, and I'm sure she was a, a nice lady. I mean, but that, that sort of sentiment is reserved to God and to my Savior Jesus Christ. And, and to divert that attention and that energy and that devotion anywhere else to me is uh, disobeying the first two commandments. We should have only one God, and we should not bow down to idols. For example, on the day that Queen Elizabeth died, Sam, so about 153,000 people died a day. And weren't their souls just as important and precious in the eyes of God as the Queen? You know, why didn't we mourn their loss? Are their memories not as important as hers? Well, and here's the interesting thing. In America, America was founded on this idea that we don't celebrate kings except for King Jesus. We didn't look to government or oligarchy or monarchies or ruling class or we looked to God. 
and we realized that we were all God's children, and we had a different reference point. The great middle class was born to where it's like, hey, yes, you can prosper and benefit from your hard work, but there isn't this elite class by bloodline or elite class by force and conquest or elite class by uh, any other reason, folks. Look, we believe that everyone is important, but it's true. 153 plus thousand people die every day, globally speaking. They were just as important as the queen, if you believe in the American value. Why did we not mourn their loss? Are their memories not as important as hers? Uh, see, I think that we've, we're all mixed up, folks. We've learned to worship idols. Primarily, this is peddled by the television. Okay? God's no respecter of persons, Chris. He certainly is not. I mean, all of us are precious in his sight. And we should be the same. We should try to emulate um, that example. But, you know, there is a difference between the queen and those 153,000 people who die on a daily basis. And the difference is that she had actual political power. They didn't. You know, you and I, Sam, I mean, we talk about principles of freedom, and we try to convey that information to as many people as we can. The queen literally had the power to convene a press conference, and within minutes she would have dozens of um, press outlets at her beck and call listening to what she had to say, and millions, if not tens of millions of people throughout the world, maybe even billions, that would be just listening to every word and hanging on every every word that she said. Can you imagine the power for good that she could have been in the world for the last, since 1953, what's that, 100, not 100, I'm sorry. So, so that's like 80 years, 70 years. But she just chose to just kind of go along to get along, you know, and to just be this smiling, uh, warm-hearted, congenial person, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I'm not saying that she was evil. She probably was a wonderful person. But she didn't take an opportunity to to speak against the evils that have existed in this world since the beginning. And I just think that that's a very sad uh, abrogation of obligation or abrogation of duty on her part. But, you know, maybe that's that was just her style. And that's okay. But well, if that's and, the and case, part of the problem she, is maybe she isn't completely aware of what we understand as Americans. Okay. So maybe she didn't live yeah. her life as we, you know, think she ought. Um, maybe she didn't stand up. Things are political. You get trained. So it's hard to judge her heart, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't mean to judge her heart because we don't know her personally. What we do know is this, the lack of standing up for the simple realities of life, liberty, and property by anyone is repugnant. Now, if they've lived their lives in a way that is not uh, appropriate for uh, what we understand as Americans, that's fine. But we should not endorse. I haven't heard anybody speaking out about this saying, hey, we don't believe in kings and queens. We don't believe in elitists by bloodline. We don't believe in elitists by conquest and force. We don't believe in a multi-class structure. Those are communist principles. Those are principles that turn to government as your god. Okay, we reject these idols. We need to look at the two great commandments, ladies and gentlemen. Love the Lord thy God and have no other gods before me idea. And then love thy neighbor as thyself, right? These are the important commandments that we cannot overlook, okay? We are Christians and we believe in the two great commandments, right? 
know yep. God before the living exactly. God, and, and you can't bow down to idols. you got to love your neighbor as yourself. That's denoting that we are all equals in the eyes of God. All right? Our memories are just as important yep. as the queen's. Now, I get it. When you hear about the queen over and over, you kind of feel like you know her. Or a celebrity or somebody, you feel like you know them because the media, you know, shares their lives with you. And you don't know about the other 150 plus thousand people that died every day in the world. So I get some degree. But understand this, God is no respecter of persons. Therefore, we should not be either. We should not put people up on a hill uh, as a idol. And that's what we've done is idolized these people. Okay. Uh, if, you know, the queen were to come to America and hold a, a, a pep rally like Donald Trump uh, or Barack Obama, so you'd get these star-studded, the whole lines would be full. You get the average American that comes out to say something and nobody even listens. In fact, they'll probably be ridiculed. That's why this raid on Mar-a-Lago is yeah. such a key discussion point. It's the story that won't die, Chris. <laughs> That's right. Let's go ahead and transition. The raid on Mar-a-Lago, the story that won't die. So um, it, it's hard to treat this subject with very much seriousness, but it is serious in the sense that it's a reflection of our uh, willingness to be distracted by things that uh, are not of a, a great weighty matter. I mean, think about the NSA, Sam. Uh, as we speak, the NSA is spying on literally millions of people, tens of millions of people, not only in the U.S., but outside of this country. And yet we're worried about uh, the privacy violations of one individual, and we're, we're blowing it up to this big media circus uh, and, and being distracted from the weightier matters that, that exist in our society. So I, I look at this, you know, it's, it's kind of entertaining. I mean, obviously, if you don't, if you look at, you know, the idiosyncrasies of, of our society, there is some entertainment value, but it is sad. And it is a, uh, an exercise in psychology. So let's look at it from that point of view. So while Trump detractors double down on their demonic hatred for the man, Trump citizens protest, yeah, yeah, this president, uh, he can declassify anything he wants. It's part of the rules of the game. So why, why would they consider anything that he holds, if he can declassify it, Sam, why would they consider anything that he now has in his possession um, a violation of federal law? So that's what his supporters are saying. His detractors, on the other hand, are using other, for example, and I'm just going to skip down, um, the, so Joe Skousen talks about some of these documents were so closely held and they had information about – okay, so they're classified under uh, national defense information classification. So under this classification, it doesn't matter whether they're classified or not. They cannot be in the possession of anybody outside of certain uh, authoritative circles. So apparently it doesn't matter if the president declassified the documents or not. According to one of the gazillion, I say the, the millions and gazillions of laws that we have on the books, uh, and it, it takes an army of lawyers and thousands of man hours to uncover these laws, and that, that's one aspect of the system that really needs to be changed. Um, you know, you can always find violations of laws 
on anybody who you have it out for. And it looks like that that's what they're doing. They're basically practicing uh, lawfare against Donald Trump. And we're going right along with it, and we're digging our heels in, and we're taking sides, which is exactly what they want us to do, Sam. We're exactly where we want to be. Where they want us to be, I should say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio. Yeah, we're talking about a study in mental disorders, folks. We have lost our collective minds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Republicans are criticizing President Biden over a plan to offer plea deals to the 9-11 plotters, including admitted mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, to avoid the death penalty. Mohammed remains at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, where he has been held for two decades awaiting trial. MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell said FBI agents seized his cell phone Tuesday after questioning him at a Hardee's fast food restaurant in Mankato, Minnesota, about a Colorado County clerk who's accused of tampering with voting equipment. Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters has pled not guilty to the charges. The final primaries of the 2022 election cycle were held Tuesday. As New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Delaware voters went to the polls, former Trump staffer Caroline Levitt won the GOP primary in New Hampshire's 1st District. Because these Democrats, as I said in my speech tonight, are driving our Ameri- our country into socialism purposefully and rapidly, and we have to put a stop to it in January 2023. She will face Democrat incumbent Representative Chris Pappas in November. President Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin on Thursday will hold their first in-person meeting since Russia invaded Ukraine. According to the Kremlin, it's a sign that Beijing sees the relationship as crucial to countering the United States. A Chinese-founded security forum will take place in Uzbekistan that will include Iran and India. With Russia's recent defeats in their invasion of Ukraine, Leon Panetta on Bloomberg is the former U.S. Defense Secretary. Uh, And the real issue is whether Putin now strikes back. He already has a hit back on the infrastructure, uh, whether he resorts to uh, to more, uh, you know, including the possibility of battlefield nuclear. Uh, All of that uh, creates a dangerous moment here. USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. 
Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're talking about mental disorders. We have lost our minds, folks. We worship the queen worldwide. Shame on us. We literally, ladies and gentlemen, have this idea that at Mar-a-Lago, this battle is really worth the fight. It's a shame that the FBI has done this, but all I see from this is it shows that the Republicans that are truly constitutional, truly believe in America, truly stand for what's right, have zero power. The deep state has all the power, Democrats and Republicans alike, ladies and gentlemen. That's what this is telling me. Sadly, though, we just go along with it. We just accept it. Uh, this is a fiasco pointing to a mental disorder uh, among the people, Chris. Yeah, and this made-for-TV reality show, and that's what it is, Sam. I mean, we're, we're being manipulated. We're being psych- psychologically manipulated, and we don't realize that. It, it has two purposes. One, it keeps our eyes and ears glued to the media, and that's what they want because they, they generate more profits that way. They want us watching Fox News, and I know my, I have friends and customers. I go to their house, and they have Fox News on, and I'm there for four, five, six hours, and when I leave, they have Fox News on. And they just sit there and they listen all day, or, or CNN in some cases, or MSNBC, pick your poison. But they don't realize that by exposing themselves to this stuff all day long, practically, that they are being conditioned. And it is a form of conditioning. And that's my second point. And they're being conditioned, and this conditioning is resulting, Sam, in a further division of our country. And it brings us closer and closer to civil war, and I don't like it. We're supposed to be able to find common ground. And instead of doing that, we're digging in our heels. We're digging in our heels. We're getting angrier and angrier and angrier with the other side. And the other side's doing the same thing. Of course, it doesn't work for us. Um, and you know, we're not talking about this story because, you know, I'm just so heartbroken that, that my, my champion, Donald Trump, is, is being persecuted. I don't take things like that personally, but what I do take personally is the destruction of my country, and I see that happen. So getting back to to some of the details of the story, according to uh, the Washington Post, quote, some seized documents were so closely held, only the president and cabinet level or near cabinet level officials could could authorize others to know about them. Um, So going back to what I said a couple of weeks ago, and this is a simple question that I pose, and I'd like your listening audience to consider this. If those were, in fact, sensitive documents, and we, this uh, Donald Trump is the 45th president, so the administration, the transition team between one president to another, has had plenty of practice doing this. Why didn't they just check Donald Trump's baggage at the door when he was leaving the White House? And I think that's a fair question to ask, Sam. I mean, shouldn't that just be standard operating procedures? Think about that. Why did, and, and another thing, why did they wait a year and a half, the FBI, before they... Because it's all politically motivated, and the, and the deep state is trying to show their hand right now that they don't have to obey any rule of law. They're above the law. They can literally uh, attack you, my fellow Americans, just as much as they can attack a former president or president of the United States. Look, they attacked him, meaning Donald is a candidate, okay? Uh, but I've got a soundbite to kind of highlight this. 
they're treating Donald just like they're treating we the people. So the day after Joe Biden gave his very controversial, very divisive speech, Tucker Carlson had an interview with a lady. Uh, this is a soundbite in your folder, Cameron, so be ready. Lisa Gallagher is her name. And Tucker Carlson spoke with Lisa, and here's what happened. Right after uh, Joe gave his whacked-out, divisive speech, so he started out as presidency saying, we're going to be united. I'm the uniting guy. But then right after that, ladies and gentlemen, he turned against us. Okay? Here's the soundbite, and then I'll tell you what happened. Here it is. Lisa Gallagher as we told you a moment ago, is one of the many Trump supporters who woke up to an FBI raid earlier this month, and we are grateful that she's willing to join us to tell us about it. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on. So I, I just want to be clear that you have not committed a crime of any kind. I don't think you've ever been accused of a crime. You weren't even at the Capitol on January 6th. I don't think you're even in Washington. Tell us how you felt when Joe Biden's FBI showed up with guns at your home the morning after his speech. I was terrified, and I'll be honest with you, when my daughter woke me up telling me there were three armed FBI officers at my door, I thought she was joking, and I immediately tried to throw clothes on. I called my husband. I was crying. My knees were shaking, and even though I knew I'd done nothing wrong, after seeing Joe Biden's speech the night before, I thought, oh, my God, this is political, and I was frightened. I truly thought, they can take me out of here in handcuffs. And I thought, I'm in my bedroom. I thought, am I not coming home? So I went outside and I said, gentlemen, you're scaring me. And they proceeded to tell me that they were given an anonymous tip that I was at the Capitol on January 6th. Even though, of course, as we said, they knew you weren't because they had facial recognition software and there's no evidence. And it's almost two, almost two years ago. Do you know who this anonymous tip, this snitch who turned you into federal law enforcement for supporting Trump on Facebook might be? No, I know nothing, and I invited them into my home so I could look at my phone and my calendar, and I have subsequently called the FBI office in Newark to just document or know for sure that it really was FBI agents at my home, and it was, and they said it was an anonymous tip, but they won't tell me anything else. Yeah, because there are not enough law enforcement concerns right now with 107,000 Americans dying of fentanyl. Uh, last year. Lisa Gallagher, I know it takes bravery to come on and explain what happened to you. I think only when people do that will it end. And so I'm doubly grateful that you did this for us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tucker. All right, there you have it. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what they're doing. They're literally showing you that they're above the law and there's no laws. The FBI can go after anybody for any reason. They can make up lies, make up reasons. They don't have to have probable cause. They don't have to do anything. They can go after Donald. And all they do is give you a redacted reason why. Look, our Constitution and our Bill of Rights highlights a different program, a different plan. You cannot go after people with these vague redacted reasons. So they said, oh, we got an anonymous tip. Well, we don't know if they really got one or not. They could be lying. And even if they got an anonymous tip, it needs to have evidence or probable cause behind it. But they literally went to Lisa's house and scared the you-know-what out of her, right? Um, and they did this to dozens of other people the day after Biden's speech. There is a coordinated agenda here, and they do not obey the law. Think about that, Chris. That's what they're signaling to us. We've got mental disorders. We're off worshiping the queen and off tied up in this fake TV reality TV show, uh, while at the same time they're literally 
focused on the Donald and guy. We, we got to defend the Donald because he's he's important. He was the former president. He might run again. What about poor Lisa? What about all the other people that never even got uh, the ability to speak out on Tucker Carlson's show? Tucker doing a great job in that he's highlighting what's happening. But this is happening to dozens of Americans all across the country at the same time. Uh, the FBI has been going home to home and tricking people into signing away their right to keep and bear arms. By contract, the FBI is a criminal organization, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what the Republicans do? By golly, this is horrible. Please send money into my campaign. If I get elected, I'll look into it for you. I promise. And we have this Stockholm Syndrome idea, this literal mental disorder <laughs> as a nation, where we believe that somehow it will be fine. They're pushing us to a civil war, intentionally so. Chris? I cannot disagree with you, Sam. Um, I believe that is their agenda. Uh, most people will just submit to the powers that be. But this is um, encouraging people like Antifa, uh, groups of uh, Black Lives Matter. And it's just instead of finding common ground, they're, they're continually violating our, our, our constitutional rights. No warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. And they're not complying with, with those uh, constitutional requirements, and our, our rights are being violated. But, of course, I mean, they haven't taught the Constitution in law school for years. I, I happen to know because I've spoken with lawyers about this. So we don't even know the rights that we have. How can we insert right, uh, assert rights that we don't even know we, we possess, Sam? And that's the problem. And these highfalutin, highly educated Republicans that are supposed to represent our interests in Congress are completely and totally ignoring it. Just, you know, like we talked about Queen Elizabeth, uh, you know, she was a do-nothing queen, but I guess because she had a dazzling smile and a warm heart, <laughs> presumably, based on people who know her, you know, she deserved to be worshipped. Um, yeah, we're in a bad situation. As far as Trump is concerned, like I said, I am no respected person. And we'll continue that on the other side of the break. All right, quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI used secret forms. Yeah, the FBI used secret forms, ladies and gentlemen, to deprive people of their gun rights. It's a criminal organization, folks. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. 
Come celebrate the supreme law of the land at Loving Liberty's Constitution Day Dinner. Have you ever asked yourself, what's so great about America? Find out with guest speakers Lawrence Reed from Atlanta and Jeff Uch from Tucson, Arizona. We will also be introducing our new podcast, Ask an Immigrant. Join us Saturday, September 17th at 7 p.m. Located at Liberty Hall, 3677 North 2000 West, Far West, Utah. Get your tickets today at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson on your radio. We're talking about the FBI and the circus in the media relating to Donald Trump. And the bottom line with this is, look, they're titillating you with stuff that does not matter. This idea that somehow Donald's taken classified documents is absolutely overplayed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, We're trifling with, with things that just don't even matter. Uh, Joel Skousen was in the military and highlights in his World Affairs briefs a reality check on this. Chris? Yeah, and, and this is – you've heard of Chinese water torture, the, the constant drip, drip, drip. It's not the – the drip necessarily that, that does the damage. It's the, the the constancy of it. And we are headed up to a midterm election, so you're going to hear these leaks come in week after week after week. And it's just the the, the perpetual nature that, that is designed to psychologically condition you to, to react and to respond and to eventually get you so angry that you'll do something that you'll later regret. So we talked about Joel Skousen. Now, Joel Skousen is former military. And um, but as a background, let me just state something that Judge Andrew Napolitano said. So Judge Andrew Napolitano is suggesting that maybe there is more to the material that the FBI recovered from the Mar-a-Lago raid than meets the eye. Because, yes, you can declassify anything you want as a president. That's one of your powers, presumably. It's not in the Constitution, but it has been assumed over you know, decades of the presidency. He says, under the law, it doesn't matter if the documents on which the national defense information, that's an important distinction, national defense information is contained, are classified or not, as it is simply and always has been criminal to have national defense information in a non-federal facility, end of quote. Now, Joel Skousen, getting back to him, he says, in the military, we always had unclassified military briefings floating around. Whatever the law tries to say, a crime can only be based on revealing something dangerous to national security, and that's all related to classification. You can't make possession of something unclassified a crime, and if Trump has good attorneys, that's what they will argue. So again, we're getting down into the minutiae. But again, the, the general public, you know, they they really don't comprehend all the legal implications of these these trifling little facts here and there. So all they know is that their champion is champion, excuse me, a champion is being attacked, and the other side knows that uh, their enemy, their arch enemy, Donald Trump, 
Remember Saul Alinsky's uh, freeze the target, personalize the target, polarize the target? You know, Donald Trump for these last six years or so has been that target that everybody focuses on. And anything negative that happens to him, they take personally. Anything positive that has happens to them, they take personally as well. But anyway, I would like to But But to, at to the end of the day, Chris, the do you think that uh-huh. Donald Trump is going to jail? No. He's part of the deep state. He ain't going anywhere. He's going to continue to leave his protected lifestyle. And, and, and I'll tell you, the reason I know this is because during the 2016 election, Sam, the media kept giving him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to present his case. They don't do that with people that they fear. He was part of the deep state. And to me, the fact that $4.6 billion worth of free media coverage was handed to him on a silver platter tells me that he is, in fact, deep state. I don't know why people can't figure that out. All right. I'm going to give you some information that's going to help you understand that Chris is absolutely right on this. Are you ready? U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon branded Trump's request to have a special master independently review seized documents that were taken by, quote, uh, they were taken in spite of attorney-client privilege, okay? So now the special master was granted by the judge. The Justice Department then said that Trump nominee Raymond J. Deary would be an acceptable choice for an independent arbiter of the seized documents. The DOJ also then named three other people. Uh, They had two other preferred nominees, Barbara Jones and Thomas Griffith. The DOJ said these three candidates met the important qualifications for this position given their previous judicial experience and engagement in, quote, relevant areas of the law. Now, here's what's interesting. This guy, Deary, was, began in 1986 with his judicial service. He was nominated by Reagan. Okay. Now, listen to this. He was in a semi-retired state then, but he served on the Foreign Intelligence Court, FISA, from 2012 to 2019. All right. Anyway, they rejected another nominee, uh, Paul Huff Jr. uh, of Donald's. But all I'm telling you is now Donald gets to appoint, for the most part. I know you would say, no, 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 the judge decided that. I understand. But literally, Donald Trump virtually gets to appoint and then include his guy, the guy that's, well, the FISA court guy. So now you got a FISA court, Reagan-led or Reagan-promoted, and then Donald Trump appointed judge to decide on Mar-a-Lago, Chris. This is what I mean by a study in mental disorders. We don't have a clue. But think about that. Oh. Donald gets his guy now to decide, and the court's fine with that, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about uh, De- December or January sixth riots, they keep pointing the finger of blame at Donald Trump. Are they prosecuting him for that? No, they're just creating the illusion that they're angry at him. They really aren't. I mean, he's buddy buddies with the Clintons. He gave a uh, hundred thousand dollars to the Clinton Foundation. 
I mean, he's just as much a deep state if you do. And here's another thing, Sam. Um, he was he was a media darling for years and years and years. People seem to forget this. He went on Larry King Live and said that, that uh, Hillary Clinton, Al Gore, and um, Oprah Winfrey would make great vice presidential running mates if he were ever ever to run. And then all of a sudden, overnight, he made a complete 180-degree turn and became a lifelong Republican. Do you remember that? Yes, I How do, and I've got a soundbite. I've got a soundbite that will highlight this reality. Cameron, you want to grab this? The soundbite is Chelsea Clinton. And uh, some people asked Hillary about how she was great friends with the Donald, and she basically passed it to Chelsea. But listen carefully to the soundbite, and then I'll break it down for you. Here's Chelsea Clinton. I've not spoken to her since uh, 2016. Um, And, you know, Andy, I have no uh, interest in being friends with someone who is not only complicit but actively taking part in this administration's like every day, collision of cruelty uh, and incompetence. Um, so that's the answer. Was there ever a moment during that campaign where you wanted to text her and be like, hey, we're friends. This is insane what your father is saying about my mom? Or uh, We were in touch at the, uh, at the beginning um, of the campaign. Uh, but... It's just really hard when there's someone who's actively um, embracing their candidate, whether it's their like father or not, who is trafficking in like racism and sexism and anti-Semitism and Islamophobia and homophobia and transphobia and conspiracy theories and lies and is so fundamentally corrupt. Like at some point, you know, I don't think they're the same by any standard, but I think she's more than complicit as anyone who has worked for him for so long by definition is. And I don't want to be friends with someone like that. Now, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. She just said that at the start of the campaign, they were all friends. In fact, you know what? Donald reached out to Hillary and Chelsea and Ivanka and everybody. They were all buddies. Now, while Donald's out on the campaign tra- trail saying, lock her up, he's reaching out to the Clinton campaign. And then they say, oh, my gosh, the Clinton campaign literally created a dossier on me and almost, you know, whatever. It's all subterfuge, folks. They're friends to this day. Okay? Why would they be in touch at the start of their campaigns while he's chanting to the crowds in around the country to lock her up? Okay, something's wrong, Chris, yeah, it, it, and we're catching them at it. This is proof. You know, it's political theater, and we, we we should be better. As Americans, we should be smarter than this, and we're not. And it's sad because you and I, Sam, we caught on. I caught on to him way before the campaign, the 2016 campaign, when he – well, during that. And I predicted I don't know I don't know if I want to share with you all my well a lot of us were a lot of us were aware of Donald and I made a point about it too saying look I don't support Donald I won't vote for Donald I think he's an immoral man I highlighted that he was friends with the Clintons and everything else but I didn't dig too hard into it only because look sometimes if you're the messenger they shoot the messenger so it's important to let things play out a little bit sometimes as you continue then to point out the truth. People have to drink milk before they can eat meat kind of an idea. 
Uh, and I highlighted this, that, yeah. hey, Trump isn't who we thought he was, but I didn't attack him too much. Let's see what he accomplishes. And now you've seen what he accomplishes. Yeah. Yeah. And now you hear Chelsea saying, look, we're not friends anymore. But we were in touch at the start of the campaign. Bill and um, Hillary, you know, uh, were good friends with the Donald and the campaign reached out and all the. That's why they were telling us he was going to lock her up, right? That's what, okay, this is all yep. games. And now you have the evidence, ladies and gentlemen, as opposed to me just saying this. So it, it's important to let the the uh, chips fall where they may, if you will. Uh, but we've got a study in mental disorders, ladies and gentlemen. We have lost our minds. We need to learn to focus on the weightier matters, the things that really make a difference and can really restore the country. Chris? Yep. In Matthew 23, 23, Sam, the Savior said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. And he goes on to say that those matters are judgment, mercy, and faith. And we're just we're so caught up in the emotionality of the, this political theater, Sam, that, you know, it's us against them. Like I said, with Saul Alinsky's, uh, you freeze the opposition you polarize and then you personalize, not necessarily in that order, but we're just so laser focused on our champion. And if he goes down, we go down. And if he succeeds, we succeed. No, that's not how it works. This is God's country, and he makes the rules, and he sets the standards. We need to uphold his laws and uphold his plan for the, the restoration of this country to its constitutional foundations. And if we are deviated from that duty and are distracted by this political theater, then we lose focus on the main objective. And as long as we do that, you know, we will fail. Um, because, you know, if we're aligned with God, we cannot lose. And, and if we're not, we we cannot win. Like I always say in my, and I guess it's about time for that. Do I hear the music yet? Abolishing the education yes, department and abolishing the Federal Reserve, in my opinion, are two of the most important moves we can make. You got to shut down the FBI and the IRS too if you're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. The weightier matters matter. That's what we need to spend our time on understanding the proper role of limited constitutional government and standing for the checks and balances that can actually restore the country. The rest of this is political theater designed to deceive you into pavlum. Reject it and reject it now. For Chris Carlson, the final word, sir. Yes, without God we cannot win. With God we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. God save the republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 14th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country yes indeed the checks and balances are vital we need to insist on them as we the people who delegated authority to certain branches of government intentionally to divide power that is the peaceful solution we have at our fingertips 
we absolutely believe in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. It's the blueprint for liberty, folks. We also are convinced that we need to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. From star-studded guest to star-studded guest, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Pratt, discussions of all things liberty. Welcome back, sir. Well, good to be with you, Sam. It's always been a pleasure starting when I was with Gun Owners of America and uh, coming into today. Uh, there's just never been a lack of topics that uh, really need to be discussed up, uh, openly and in public. Roger that. Here's one for you that I find interesting. The FBI literally has turned criminal. Uh, number one, they uh, breached Mar-a-Lago without authority and without evidence. Now, you can say, well, wait a minute. They have evidence that's just been redacted. No, 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 no. If you study the Bill of Rights, they have to clearly articulate their probable cause. Uh, Trump has the right to face his accusers, not just get a raid with guns. They say, well, it wasn't a raid. It was illegal lawful they obtained a warrant my response is but you've got to show with specific specificity is that the word with specifics That's about what you're looking for what you're doing why you're there what you intend to get you need to demonstrate probable cause none of that has been done now that's one thing that about is- the raid on mar-a-lago um larry <laughs> but we just heard from uh that the fbi now is using secret forms to describe to, to deprive people of their gun rights, people literally signing their gun rights away. Now listen, and then we now find out that, uh, oh, what's it called? There's a lady who was on with Tucker Carlson, and right after Donald Trump gave his, uh, right after Joe Biden gave his divisive speech, this lady literally got a visit from the FBI. And the FBI basically said, hey, we're here, uh, Lisa Gallagher, because we got a a what do they call it? Uh, An informant who anonymous tip anonymously (laughs) claimed that you were at the Capitol. Well, that's a lie. They have footage of everybody that was at the Capitol. They have 1400 plus hours of video. They know she wasn't at the Capitol. Yeah, do your homework, they don't have guys. An, either they don't have an informant and they're lying, or they have an informant that lied. Either way, see, they visited her. She doesn't get to face her accuser. Neither does Donald. Uh, and now these gun owners are losing their right to keep and bear arms. The FBI has literally turned criminal, sir. They're acting like the uh, Stasi, the secret police of communist countries. Uh, they're they're totally uh, acting as an arm of a political party, which happens to control the government and the state at this time. Uh, so one of the things that comes to mind when we think of something as radically unconstitutional as the FBI and their current behavior is what can be done. Uh, well, one thing that has been in my mind for quite some time since this news was breaking about their rogue behavior, it's follow the money, cut the money. If their budget were, well, ideally eliminated, but I'm not sure how many people are ready for that, although the FBI has never been a constitutional police agency because 
police powers were never through our constitution placed with the national government. It's always been a state and local power. But at a minimum, their budget should be radically slashed. And many of their agents would obviously have to be uh, given their uh, uh, summary uh, settlement packages and sent down the road. Uh, that's the only thing I can they, – they're not doing anything that helps you and me uh, to p protect us from criminals. They are the criminals. Now, here's the problem that I'm having. The Republicans that are not deep state Republicans virtually have zero power, Larry. And I'm having a problem with this because I get an email from Rand Paul. You know, and I really like Rand. I don't like to attack him. I think he does a lot of good. I yeah. really do. But you know what? This latest email, I just can't take. So here's what it is. Senator Rand Paul emails me. He's begging for money. Because, of course, you know the midterms are on us. But here's the problem. I'm not accepting what he's saying. He's half lying to me. And here it is. Senator Rand Paul. Sam, this is horrible. The national debt is about to hit $31 trillion. The federal government is borrowing and spending money at an alarming rate. Well, that's all true. He's right about that. $31 mm -hmm. trillion is a shocking number, Sam, and it's causing historic inflation that the Biden administration is completely incapable of controlling. If Democrats, here's where the lie is, if Democrats manage to hold on to power this November, it's going to bankrupt America for generations to come. Just this week, new inflation reports came out showing inflation is soaring, and Biden can't do anything to stop it or even slow it down. Everyday life is becoming more and more unaffordable for the average American. The economy is grinding to a halt. A reasonable and responsible president would take this opportunity to cut back spending and put our fiscal house in order. And then Sam, send me money, send me money, send me money. Now, I think everything that he said financially is factual. But yes. where the lie starts, Larry, is this. If I put Republicans in place tomorrow, they've been running up spending just as bad as the Democrats have. Uh, most Republicans went against Rand Paul's penny plan. Okay. Uh, Rand Paul has been one of the very few to stand up against the Federal Reserve. He wants to audit and end it. Good for him. He's right. Uh, he wants the penny plan to start reducing spending. He's right. But even his Republican colleagues went against him in mass. Nobody really supported him. Nobody. Maybe one or two or three token votes when they knew that they would lose. So they wanted to get on record as a as a on Rand's side idea. But this the lie is that you would get a Republican president in place that would reduce spending. Donald didn't reduce any spending. He spent us into oblivion, just like Barack before him. And just like Biden after him, there's no seat change even when the Republicans are in office. Uh, and Rand, of all people, should know this. Uh, but he's somehow kind of shilling that, man, if we get the Republicans in in November, somehow they're going to rein in spending. I haven't seen it. Well, They've and, been just as guilty of the $31 trillion as anybody else. And reining in spending Larry. is uh, certainly a worthy target. But let's talk about some of the things that – before we start talking about global large 
cuts, which I'm for. Uh, let's talk about cutting massively from the uh, from the FBI, from some of the other police agencies that have no constitutional warrant and who are terrorizing the American people. Uh, the, the Democrats are masters at projection. When they talk about uh, their opponents being terrorists, what they're really saying is, we've been terrorizing you uh, six ways from Sunday, and we're trying to pin the blame on the other party. And the other party seems to have laryngitis, and, and that's where I want to second your motion. Uh, Rand Paul is absolutely right. We need to cut massive amounts of money. But the thing that is turning this country into a dictatorship goes beyond, way beyond the massive amounts of money that are being taken from the American people and wasted in Washington and used for uh, terrorist purposes. We're not talking about the out-of-control uh, government, the unconstitutional government, and we're not demanding from our Republican representatives. Uh, I'm here in North Carolina now, and, and I've been bugging my uh, local congressman, what are you go doing right now? Uh, what uh, motions are you carrying in Congress? What uh, efforts are you making to uh, put these cuts uh, into effect or at least make it necessary for a vote to be taken, a recorded vote so that they're on the record and they can be held thereby uh, accountable in the next election? Now, I don't know why Rand would email me this, though. I get his penny plan. I get his point. He's spot on on everything he says, except for this idea that if I send him money and I send a bunch of other Republican money, that somehow the Republicans will get a grip on spending. That's just proven historically to be untrue, Larry. It's not true. Yeah, they're, uh, the Democrats, of course, are all for spending. And the Republican leadership uh, might as well be, uh, oh, what's the term, uh, uh, the captive, uh, uh, the uh, kidnapped person who becomes uh, captive in their thinking to their, to their captor. That seems to be the problem with many of the Republicans. Uh, they, they're, they're almost as if they're carrying out orders like the Stepford Wives. All right, hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt and Sam Bushman continue to break this down just for you. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. 
You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking with Larry Pratt, formerly of Gun Owners of America, now standing for the sacred cause of liberty on his own time. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I don't mean to be offensive about this, and I love Rand Paul. I don't think he's as good as his father, Ron, but he's certainly a good second, that's for sure. But the problem that I have is, you know what? Ron doesn't seem to be, uh, Rand, I'm sorry, doesn't seem to be uh, really completely honest he makes me believe that if i elect the republicans that it will reduce spending i didn't see any reduced spending in the 94 revolution when uh, newt getting rich was in charge that was an epic failure we didn't slow down or stop spending really then at the donald trump era we didn't stop or slow down spending listen to this headline to make the point the sba that's the small business administration they say may have inadvertently sent over one billion dollars one million dollars in COVID 19 relief to individuals in foreign countries okay you got massive fraud in the program and it was elevated because of the history of fraud originating from national and international transnational if you will crime organizations that have stolen funds from U.S. programs in the past. So look, we got defrauded out of well over a billion dollars by people who shouldn't have got COVID money, who got it. But look, they got it because they have crime syndicates in place and have done it in the past and they're doing it again. The federal government's response to COVID was panicked and not thought out. Okay, there's an economics expert. Let's see, his name is... E.J. Anthony, I think is how you say his name, E.J. Anthony, he's an economic fellow at the Heritage Foundation's Center for Data Analysis. He told the Daily Caller the careless shotgun approach to dispersing unneeded aid was an invitation for fraud, both at home and abroad. Okay, this is all under the Donald, okay? And we literally let bad actors, criminal organizations, who have set up their organizations to do this, they've done it in the past, and they did it again under Donald's watch. They did it again under the Republican control of what? The courts, the House, the Senate, and the presidency? They promised to abolish Obamacare. 
they voted a gazillion times in favor of it when they had no control. But the second they got control, they jettisoned that idea. Uh, I've got more. But I don't think electing the Republicans is the answer. And Rand's trying to get me to put in money to do just that. Shame on Rand. Uh, what do you say, Larry? Am I too hard on him? No, I don't uh, think that at all. And I think this uh, talk about global cuts and so forth, that's good. And I, I do support that, as I was saying. But I think what we need to do, if, if even politically thinking, to energize the Republican base, as well as proper targeting, is to go after specific problems that need to be addressed and cut out in the federal government, in the federal budget. And that's why uh, I think it would be helpful to make uh, a pinata out of the FBI. They've done so many terrible things, and they can be pointed to, and you can interview surviving victims, and you can go to the gravestones of those that didn't survive their misdeeds. Uh, the FBI is a uh, sort of a a representative of all uh, that is wrong in uh, the federal government, uncontrolled, unsupervised programs and spending that are literally enabling the federal government to become the enemy of the American people. And is anybody really pushing to abolish the criminal organization that's unconstitutional? See, I don't hear anybody point. really on the national stage saying shut it down. Yeah, there's guys like exactly. me saying it. But is anybody on the national stage with any, quote, ability to make a change saying this? And I don't know of one. And I think it's up to us to do what we're doing right now and to enlist others uh, who think like us and who have uh, printing presses and radio uh, access to be pushing this idea that let's get specific about controlling the excesses and the dangers in the federal government, let's go after the FBI. They've done so many things that immediately, once people are f confronted with them, uh, bring a, oh, yeah, we got to do something about that kind of response. Uh, that's something that I don't even hear uh, coming from some of the more likely members of the Congress, uh, such as Lauren Boebert or Josh Hawley, uh, the House and the Senate, respectively. These are people that uh, have the guts to do it, but I, they just don't seem to have focused that I'm aware of on this kind of specific targeting of problems and spending at the federal level. So I appreciate some of the things that some Republicans do. I'm not usually pleased with Lindsey Graham, but you know what? South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham introduces an updated version of the Protecting Pain-Capable Unborn Children from Late-Term Abortions Act, which would prohibit abortions after 15 weeks. Now, that's been revised because Graham originally introduced the bill, the Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, alongside 45 other Republicans. They would say Senate Republicans back in January 2021. Now, I appreciate that. I think that's great for him to do so. But the problem is Democrats, they say, are claiming that Lindsey Graham's abortion ban is extreme. But polls say otherwise. Well, there's Republicans that are now distancing themselves from this as well. 
Okay, the Republicans in mass are promoting abortion blatantly now. They were against abortion when they thought it was, you know, made sense to do so. Now they're kind of taking that off their websites and distancing themselves from this. Uh, the Republicans end up being the problem. What support is Lindsey going to get? And the one of the answers to uh, those cuts are extreme is that whoa, 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 let's hang on just a minute. Killing a baby is extreme. Murder is extreme. When are we going to put a stop to the government financing the murder of unborn children? That seems to be the way we need to be putting this issue. Uh, this is a well beyond a spending measure, uh, and this is in terms of protecting life. That's supposed to be one of the few basic functions of any government. Snuffing out a life, ladies and gentlemen, is extreme. There's no doubt about it. But look, how much Republican support can a Lindsey Graham even get on this issue? I don't know that he could get support to even pass it, even if we had a House, a Senate, a president, and the courts all supposedly pro-life. I don't know that we'd get it passed. They had control when Donald Trump was the president. Donald Trump begged them to bring him a bill, right? And um, they just and they never did. Of, uh, no, no. Uh, they looked out the window. They sat on their hands, and uh, they never brought him anything. So uh, Trump was uh, in his defense, and and I share your concerns about uh, his failures. But he didn't have the cooperation of Republicans in the Congress that do talk a good game, uh, and they've just not stood up and called for these changes, even if they can't get the vote, even if they're in the minority barely, as they are in the House of Representatives or in the Senate right now, they can be forcing votes. They can be calling out uh, the, the blood-soaked hands of the honorable gentleman or gentle lady from such and such a state. Uh, that is still something they can be doing. They need to be really playing hardball the democrats do it all the time and the republicans say well we shouldn't be doing that that's not nice well you know what um that's not been working and a lot of babies are dying because republicans are playing nice ladies and gentlemen what do we do about this you know you look at this and you just go man it almost makes you feel like there's no hope now don't get me wrong i don't believe that there's no hope but it almost makes you feel like there's no hope when you see this stuff, uh, Larry. And sadly, it seems like that's what the deep state wants us to feel. And, and the answer in part is for us to say, well, uh, I'm one of the voters in your district, and I am very unhappy about what's going on in the Congress. And I want you to tell me, Mr. and Mrs. Congressman, House of Representatives, Senator, what are you doing? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and Larry Pratt on your radio.
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As inflation numbers Tuesday shocked investors on Wall Street, President Biden took a victory lap at the White House for the Inflation Reduction Act. And all our distinguished guests, CEOs, act- advocates, adv- activists, thank you for joining us. And what a great day. Exactly four weeks ago today, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. A single most important legislation passed in the Congress to combat inflation. 76-year-old Ken Starr, a former federal appellate judge and prominent attorney whose criminal investigation of Democrat President Clinton led to his impeachment, has died. Starr died at a hospital Tuesday of complications from surgery. Starr had been hospitalized in an intensive care unit in Houston, Texas, for about four months. A teenage human trafficking victim who stabbed her accused rapist to death was ordered to pay $150,000 restitution to the pimp's family and sentenced to five years of closely supervised probation by a judge in Iowa on Tuesday. Piper Lewis was a 15-year-old runaway when she stabbed her 37-year-old abuser, Zachary Brooks, in a Des Moines apartment back in June of 2020. The Department of Justice announced three men were found guilty of felony and misdemeanor charges related to January 6. The DOJ added they participated in heave hose against a police line using riot shields stolen from the Capitol Police. Not a single arrest has been made in more than a dozen attacks on pro-life organizations across the country claimed by left-wing pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. Jane's Revenge had claimed responsibility for at least 18 arson and vandalism attacks on crisis pregnancy centers. Zero arrests by the FBI or Department of Justice. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one. 800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened. But with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt on your radio. We're talking about pro-life. And I don't think, for the most part, the Republicans are genuine in pro-life. We're talking about the reduction in spending. We're spending ourselves into oblivion. Rand Paul is spot on on that reality check. But, folks, the federal government, I don't believe is willing to do any good. The federal government response to COVID was send out a gazillion dollars and get ripped off. And now we, the people and or our children, are going to be forced to pay for it. Now, we talked about SC South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham 
putting together this pro-life bill. All right, prohibit abortions after 15 weeks. It sounds great, but they say Democrats claim that Lindsay's abortion ban is extreme. But I believe the Republicans think the same thing. So when President Trump was president, we had literally control of everything. The House, the Senate, the White House, and the courts. Nothing got done. Donald called for it publicly. Here's soundbite one. Go ahead, Cam, 603. First put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God. He literally talks about God. He literally commends the pro-life movement in every way possible. He literally uh, says, here's what I've done within my authority and my power. He says, House, get on it. I commend you. Senate, get it done. I'll sign it. Now, some might debate the sincerity of a Donald on this. But why didn't our House and Senate that were controlled by the Republicans send him a bill to sign and see if he reneged and he wouldn't sign it or he would? Well, we never even got there because the Republicans didn't even do it. What more do you want when you got a, a friendly court, a friendly president, a friendly House, a friendly Senate? The only thing you can possibly say is, well, we didn't have a majority. But remember, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't take a majority. Yeah, their internal rules say that takes a 60% majority, but you can change those rules anytime. If there's ever a time to change that rule, it's to promote pro-life. What's the whole purpose of government? To protect life, liberty, and property. Um, Donald gave them this on a platter, and they rejected it. Here's the second soundbite from President Trump. Then we'll go straight to Larry Pratt for his breakdown assessment. Here's Donald Trump the As second As you time. all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Larry, we have never had a president in my lifetime, and I'm 55 years old. We have never had a president in my lifetime stand 
on pro-life like that and challenge Congress to do something, the Republican-controlled Congress literally did nothing, sir. Well, I think that tells us a lot about the leadership. Uh, They've always been, uh, as long as I've been working with the Congress, very wobbly. And, of course, the problem is that uh, the, the seniority system produces a bunch of go along to get along type of folks and they are voted in by the majority of the Republican caucus. So the problem is not uh, just a, a full a handful of people. It's uh, the problem uh, is throughout the, the most of the Republican caucus. And so we've got to realize that a ma- Republican majority is not a pro-life majority. It's not a pro-Second Amendment majority. They're, they're not willing to go to the mat for some of these issues that they know sound good when they campaign, but uh, they're not going to uh, spend political capital on it. And I know that when I was in the legislature in Virginia, I was having a discussion on a tax issue uh, where the governor had campaigned as that I and most of the Republican caucus on no new taxes. And within a month, what was the first thing the governor did? He proposed a new tax. And we were in a caucus meeting, and I complained to a colleague, uh, a liberal Republican from a nearby city, um, that we were going against what we had all campaigned on. I said, I'll, I'll vote for you with you guys if you can explain to me how we can explain to our voters why we're going back on what we said we would do. And uh, he gave me an eye roll and said, look, that was during the campaign. Now we're governing. And I think that that pretty much it tells you how so many politicians think at whatever level of government. It's one thing to engage in campaign rhetoric. It's quite another thing to uh, actually produce because they know they're going to get hit by the media, by people in their caucus, by faceless bureaucrats that are the tools of big money interests uh, of one sort and another. And so there's a lot of forces at play, and they're not our friends. (laughs) Uh, uh, They're uh, definitely uh, trying to impose their will Uh, at our expense. Now, we as Christians know marriage is defined as between one man and one woman, legally and lawfully married. Uh, The Lord put Adam and Eve together, not Adam and Steve, to make the point, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Now they're really attacking Clarence Thomas, trying to kick him off the courts because he had the audacity after Roe versus Wade. And we had a win there. That's good, except for chemical abortions might just replace the murder on demand. They might just move to chemical abortions via pills shipped across state and international lines. Nevertheless, uh, they won Roe versus Wade. It's a good start. But now they're attacking Clarence Thomas because Clarence Thomas said, hey, we might be able to overturn the same-sex lie about marriage uh, forced down the throats of the American people. But now more than 400 Republican leaders signed a letter urging the Senate to enshrine same-sex marriage into federal law. 
the current and former Republican leaders released a, quote, public petition in support of the, quote, Respect for Marriage Act, a bill that would codify the right to same-sex marriages, okay, recognized in this this quick uh, 2015 Supreme Court decision, Alberta Fell, I think, versus Hodges or whatever. They're literally saying, let's codify this into law. They say this, as Republicans and conservatives, we believe strong families and lasting relationships strengthen communities and civil marriages is a fundamental freedom central to individual liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And they believe that all Americans should be able to get married. Now you have Republicans literally quadrupling down to promote and defend and codify into law same-sex marriage. One way to perhaps uh, with the tongue-in-cheek, although you've got to be careful when we're talking about these matters with politicians, but would be to ask them if they would be willing to sign on to the Sodom and Gomorrah uh, Establishment Act because that's uh, that's really what they're doing uh, when they're uh, pushing these kinds of measures, uh, when they're actually publicly advocating for them. And it seems to me that uh, uh, they're uh, telling uh, believers uh, across the country, we don't really care what you think. Uh, why don't you just go shut up? Their letter literally declares that 71% of Americans believe that anybody should be able to marry anybody. I challenge that poll. It all depends on how you word it and what you say and what you pull for. It's manipulation. It's propaganda at the highest levels, promoted by over 400 Republican leaders. Hang tight, folks. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of 
of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you? In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Emmon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network's refused to use continues on your favorite hard-hitting talk station. Larry Pratt with me. We're talking about this abortion we're talking about same-sex marriage. The Republicans seem to be blatantly for it all, Larry. Um, they um, either are for it or they don't have the backbone to uh, comply with, to pursue their campaign rhetoric. Because I, I think m- many more than what we're talking about that are actually willing to go along with this legislation or this resolution, uh, many more campaigned against it and you talk to them privately and they're likely to say oh yeah this is really a concerning uh, direction that we're moving in and i just wish there were something i could do about it well of course there is that's why they were elected Uh, at least that's why we uh, uh, many of us voters uh, wanted to vote for them was because they said they would be willing to go and fight for it well they are showing by their action that they're not willing to fight and one of the things that that uh, just on my local level I've been doing is challenging my local congressman, what uh, legislation have you introduced? Uh, what have you been promoting? Uh, what is uh, what are you willing to do uh, to promote these uh, issues that we agree on? Uh, it's not that I'm uh, having to deal with a, a radical liberal. Democrat congressman. It's a conservative Republican. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This is a serious issue, and I don't mean just to attack Republicans. Okay? What I mean to do is really get you all to understand the deep state is against us all. And they may wear a Republican uniform. They may wear a Democrat uniform. I don't care. The fact is, ladies and gentlemen, it's us against the deep state. And a lot of these people are lying to you about their real intentions. They want you to believe that somehow they believe in liberty. But the truth is, folks, when push comes to shove, they don't really back the liberty they've promised you they do. You got to watch how they vote. You got to watch what they stand for. You got to watch what they believe in, what they do, what they spend their time on. We have got to be eternally vigilant or we're going to lose it. All right. They say that they stand with a 71% of Americans who include a majority of Republican registered voters, that they want the right to marriage for all. To me, uh, it is not a marriage when a man supposedly makes a contract with a man. Marriage is God-ordained and defined as between a man and a woman legally and lawfully married. This idea that we can marry two men and marry two women uh, is what is now leading to the transgender idea, which means you can just identify it whatever gender you want to. 
course, you better not do that with race or you're a racist. But whatever gender you want. And the Republicans are fine with that. Because remember what happens is the Democrats lead the way, pushing left, pushing left, radical left. The Republicans oftentimes are about 10, 20 years behind. So remember the don't ask, don't tell policy, Larry Pratt. The Democrats said, let's have don't ask, don't tell about gays, the military. And the Republicans rioted and said, oh, no, we can't have that. That'd be disaster. Well, they got it and they pushed for it. And they went 20 years later. They said, hey, let's come out as openly gay and lesbian and promote our transgender ideology. And then the Republicans said, oh, no, we need to stick with don't ask, don't tell. By golly, that's the line in the sand, don't you know? Now you've got Democrats pushing and passing, forcing, even under Republican watch in many cases, uh, this uh, idea that males can marry males and females can marry females, same-sex marriage. And the Republicans rioted. Now they've got over 400-plus of them literally doubling down to not only defend and not defend against, but to literally promote same-sex marriage. That um, This is beyond our of, imagination. We're seeing their true colors, Larry. Yeah, and it's the, it's the story of the Republican uh, way and so many issues across the board. Uh, they talk a good game. Uh, then the Democrats come and push a piece of legislation. The Republicans don't stand up and say, look, if this gets enacted, these are the kinds of things that we see from other places that have already enacted such measures, this is what's going to happen. This is how people are going to suffer. This is how people are going to die because of this legislation that's being promoted. And I think if we start putting caskets in front of these guys and uh, sick people and people that have lost loved ones, uh, families that no longer have fathers uh, that are going to work and bringing home the bacon for them, uh, and bring it at home in those kinds of ways, I think we're, we're going to be more effective. But the Republicans are nice people, and they are. Uh, but the problem is nice people can also fight. And the problem is Republicans think that being nice means they shouldn't fight. And that's where they are so terribly wrong. And that's the question that needs to be asked uh, our local representatives at whatever level of government, uh, we should be asking them, what are you actually willing to do to fight? Even if you're not guaranteed a victory, and because that's where a lot of them uh, are reluctant to go out and do battle. Well, show me how I can win will be their uh, likely first response. And that's not what we're asking them. We're asking them to go and fight. The Democrats didn't win at the beginning. They wore the Republicans down. And now uh, the uh, Democrats are uh, much further along in the pursuit of their agenda because they were willing uh, to be rebuffed and to take loss, losses in the beginning because they know that that's how the process works. But you establish what it is that you want people to understand and you make your case and you're willing to stand and fight for it, and that begins to have an impact in the public arena. The Democrats understand that dynamic. Most of the Republicans do not. 
The Republicans that seem to care for liberty do not. The deep state Republicans agree and focus on and work with the Democrats for that very focus you're mentioning. Now, Ron Paul just emailed us a warning. He says this, passage of the Disclose Act would force organizations like Campaign for Liberty to publicize information on our supporters. So the Disclose Act is this idea that we're going to disclose, you know, all the members of an organization that the government can have transparency into organizations. Ron Paul wisely warning, hey, don't let that happen because it'll be a disaster. They'll shut us down. It reminds me of the election campaign laws. There's rules that say I can't donate more than $2,200 or this or that or whatever to this campaign or that campaign or I can't put in this much or that. But there's campaign laws restricting me. But these, um, these PACs. And these other organizations, they put in millions and millions and millions of dollars, and there's no repercussions. So this Disclose Act would really act to shut down mere mortal organizations, but allow the rich and the very influential organizations who have a a bank of attorneys on hand uh, to literally skirt the law and mock it as they do with campaign financing. This is a similar reality. The The Disclose Act would shut down guys like you and I and small organizations, but all it would do is give more power and more secrecy and less transparency to the real organizations that put in money and the real movers and shakers who literally pervert our nation and who literally are doing their very best to destroy this country. Um, that's and the reality check that we're facing on the Disclose Act, Larry. This is, and this is not the first time something like this has been attempted. Many years ago, uh, there was a, a law in Alabama that was passed that required the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, to disclose, to publish uh, all of their supporters, all of their members. And the NAACP in Alabama wisely refused to do that, and the case went all the way to the Supreme Court where the NAACP was vindicated. And the court said, no, the state of Alabama is completely out of line. Uh, These are members of a private organization, and to publish their names might even put some of them in jeopardy. Therefore, they are protected. And now we've got this issue being fought over again, and the answer should be, wait a minute. This has already been decided by the Supreme Court. Uh, This is protected information. Uh, We're not going to publish these names because – uh, this is already something that's been decided under the United States versus Alabama, or Alabama, excuse me, Alabama versus the uh, NAACP. And uh, sure enough, that's the way this could and should be handled. Why aren't we uh, talking about this? This is, this is uh, as the liberals like to say, this is truly decided law. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what I find fascinating is you got guys like Ron Paul warning us of this. You got Rand Paul warning us of the budget. You've got Lindsey Graham, Donald Trump trying to stand for pro-life. How genuine they are on all these things, only time will tell. But at least they're bringing it up and making it focus points. But none of this resonates in the media. None of this really takes root for we the people to discuss and eventually create a groundswell of mandate and say, you know what? We will be pro-life as a nation. Look, most Americans are against abortion. Most Americans are against late-term abortion for sure. But yet we simply can't move the needle. Uh, We need to learn to stand up, but we need to learn to coalesce around our ideas. 
We need to have our own playbook of ideas and focus points and things to work on, not just continue to be on the defense, 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 or not on these fake issues where they promise something and never deliver. They've been promising to abolish the education department for literally decades in the Republican Party. And now the FBI is in bed with the education department to call your mom, your wife, your sister, your grandma, whoever, who goes down to the school board and says, look, we don't like what's going on in the schools. They're literally doubling down with your government and the FBI to call them terrorists. And what we do is we go, oh, golly, ain't that horrible. But nothing happens because we don't have the ability to carry our points forward, Larry. One of the graphics that might ought to be uh, considered to rebut this kind of charge is to have a gray-haired lady in a wheelchair and the uh, caption for her would be uh, right-wing terrorist. <laughs> we just ridicule what these people Yeah, are and saying. then you'd have an FBI agent armed to the teeth with an IRS buddy to his right, and then be like, friends of the people, protectors yeah. of the nation. <laughs> See, it's insane, yeah, it folks. <laughs> but we don't have any ability to move forward our ideas at all, though, no matter how hard we try. Is it money? Is it the lack of interest, apathy from the people? What do you think is the reason, Larry? Well, I, I think the Repu- the Democrats are hoping that this will somehow convince people uh, that what they have to say is important and that they should be uh, given support for their very radical anti-American agenda. Well, there's no doubt we better do something, folks, because we're losing ground fast and voting Republican ain't getting it done. I can promise you that. Thanks for being alongside. Thank you, Larry. We'll talk soon. Very good. Thanks, Sam. Larry Pratt, everybody. I'm Sam Bushman. Listen, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and indeed can and will restore our grand old republic. But you got to get involved. you got to make it a great day. And you got to choose the right. you got to stand for something or else you'll fall for everything. We the people can make a difference. Trust in God and do your best and trust in him for the rest. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.